Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Please stand for the reading of our gospel. Our gospel lesson for this week comes from Luke, the 17th chapter. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord replied, If you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave who has just come in from plowing or or tending sheep in the field, Come here at once and take your place at the table? Would you rather not say to him, Prepare supper for me, put on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink? Later you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, We are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. Here ends our gospel lesson. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is a little bit of a difficult text to work with uh, this week, so I'll kind of do things a little bit out of order uh, from my norm. First off, I just want to talk about the second half of our gospel passage and uh, the difficulty, I guess, at least I encounter with reading this text about slavery. And um, Jesus uses it as an analogy, uh, but in, in some ways seems to sanctify, you know, forced labor and the kind of economic realities around slavery of his own time, which is uh, kind of a challenge, I think, as 21st century readers. However, his point there is uh, that we are duty-bound to obligations of faith and responsibilities of Christian living, which I think is what he gets to at the end, that by doing our job, we're in some ways no more than the kind of expectations upon slaves in his day and age. So... Anyway, I share that interpretation with you that um, in fulfilling our duties of faith, we should not think of ourselves more highly than we ought, but simply as doing the job that God has called us to. I was, uh, as I was sitting up here, uh, hearing, thank you, Nancy, for reading our uh, second reading from uh, 2 Timothy, the first chapter. This was the uh, text assigned to me to preach on in my senior year at seminary. During chapel, we all, all the seniors have kind of this big sermon that we got to do in front of uh, all the faculty who we know are all smarter than us, or have been grading our papers all these years, and they're going to just shred us <laughs> for preaching before them. Uh, So I said, hey, let's just go for it. So taking on, uh, I really challenged the campus and all my fellow classmates when talking about a holy calling that God has called us to. And I took the moment to just kind of dress them down and say, what are you doing here? Why are you studying to become a pastor? Why are you studying to lead the church? The church is in decline. Do you not know that? 
The room got pretty silent, <laughs> as you might expect. Uh, just kind of laying it on thick of all the challenges that we face in the world. Uh, maybe uh, some of us, uh, you know, it's definitely, there have been a lot of the disruptions these past couple of years that brought those challenges kind of to us in a different way. But still, a lot of the challenges that we face as faithful Christians in the world have been there for a long time now. How do we keep church going? What does it all mean as we don't have people attending like they used to? And ultimately, I called everyone's attention back to these words from 2 Timothy. He says, <clears throat> um, talking about Jesus and the power of God who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. There's a holy calling that is placed on each and every one of us in our baptisms, confirmed each and every Sunday as we encounter the gospel of Jesus Christ. That our lives are marked by a holy calling, ones that do not add up and always make sense to the world around us, but have longer lasting meaning and purpose than anything else that we can do in the here and now. There's a holy calling on our lives that supersedes whatever else we would conceive of, whatever other purpose we would do. That's why in the face of smaller churches and more part-time calls than full-time jobs and you know, everything like that, that everybody was in seminary chapel that day listening to me dressing them down. <laughs> we were there with a holy calling at our back grounding us in the grace of Jesus Christ, which forever calls us forward, no matter how well it is received by the wider world or not. Which then brings me back to the first part of our gospel lesson for this week. We hear this cry from the disciples. Increase our faith. Increase our faith. And reflecting on this simple call, this simple ask of the disciples, I was thinking this week about how the answer for many of us to problems in our world, the various scarcities we face in our lives, whether it be a scarcity of time, a scarcity of, for those of us with young kids, a scarcity of sleep. Uh, for a lot of us, you know, facing inflation and all these things, a scarcity of, of money and buying power to pay for groceries and gas and whatnot, right? A scarcity of opportunity, a scarcity of educational degrees, a scarcity of this, that, and the other thing. Oftentimes, the answer that comes to us simply and most straightforward that would solve those problems is an answer of more. More money, more time, more energy, more skills. Um, for those of us who farm, more land, right? I don't know if the fill in the blank, I guess. More of this, more of that, right? More, uh, more support, more colleagues, more people to kind of help fill out the jobs that are needed to be done. More of this, more, more, more. 
Oftentimes, this is the easiest answer. Like, if we just had a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that, then this problem would go away. That seems to be a sentiment shared by the disciples themselves. They had given up so much to follow Jesus. They had basically given up everything. They lacked for most, or more than most of us hopefully ever will. And still, their answer in the face of Jesus prodding them and before this just telling about uh, the life of forgiveness that they need to live, their answer to that is more. Give us more faith. More. To that, the Lord replied, If you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. It seems that Jesus' response here is not necessarily more, but little even less. Focus on faith as small as a mustard seed. Do not focus on the increase. Do not focus on the more, more, more that dogs so many of us in this world. But focus on the faith that will be enough. Content yourself with faith the size of mustard seed, for great things will emerge from that. There is great wisdom in that response. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands here, but how many of us have ever experienced that quest for more and more and more? Falling flat at some point or another. You got that thing that you would thought would solve the problem, either the house or more space in your lawn or more land or this or that. And then just new problems emerge. Say say you get a a new car, and then so you got the more space or whatever that solves the problem, fewer breakdowns, right? But then you have to pay for more insurance, (laughs) higher registration costs, right? Things like that. New problems often dog the more, more, more mentality. We have this ancient wisdom from Jesus Himself: Be content with a little bit of faith. And the increase will merge from that. The power to uproot mulberry trees and send them to the ocean for some reason, right? Will come from faith as small as a mustard seed. Let us be content with that small amount. For even with the smallest amount of faith, God does great things in our lives. God gives us hope. God gives us joy. God binds one of us together, one another, in love. God gives us purpose. God gives our lives meaning. God shares with us, through that little bit of faith, the joy of the resurrection in Jesus Christ Himself. May we all be blessed with that mustard seed of faith. Both today, tomorrow, and all the days to come. For great things emerge from that little seed. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.
I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.